If an abusive father was found dead, who's the first person you'd point the finger at? A 19 year old boy was arrested for the murder of his own father. Evidence suggests he stabbed him after a heated argument with a unique, one of a kind knife. However, upon closer observation, the case may not be as straightforward as it seems at first glance. Hello, listeners. I'm Olivia, and I'm here today with Ronan and Ryan, and we are Crime Chat. Today, we are discussing a murderous case from the slums of New York. Hey, Ronan, do you think you own anything that is one of a kind? My EpiPens, I guess. Really? That's your most unique possession? Well, yeah. I doubt anything that I own is truly one of a kind. Most things aren't as special as you think they are. You make a good point. I guess we'll come back to this later. A man was found dead in his apartment in the slums in New York City. He had been stabbed in the chest by a switchblade. His son was arrested for the murder, and the case was presented in court with large amounts of evidence against the boy. Prosecutors said the boy stabbed him after he got in a heated argument with him. The defense claims that the boy left the house after the argument to go watch a movie, only to come home to a crime scene in his own house. The prosecution's case is strong. They're saying that the boy and his father got in a heated argument, causing the boy to stab his father in the chest with a unique switchblade he bought from one of the stores in the slum. Next, they say he wiped off all the fingerprints from the crime scene and ran away before police arrived. After he came back, police had arrived, and he was arrested for the murder of his father. Well, according to the boy, he got into an argument with his father around 8 o'clock that night, and that is when he yelled out, I'm gonna kill you. However, this is a common thing to say and shouldn't really be taken literally. Afterwards, the boy claimed to go watch a movie at the movie theater. He bought the knife for his friend at a corner store, but claimed it fell out of his pocket at some point and that he lost it. When he arrived at his home, he was arrested on suspicion of murdering his father. If I'm correct, didn't the prosecution claim that the knife found in the father was the exact same knife the boy claimed to have bought for his friend? Yes, I believe that is true. And the knife was unlike any other they had seen, right? Yes, that is also true. Alright, so the knife was proven to not be one of a kind, would the boy's guilt be put in question? I guess so, but the shopkeeper said it was like no knife he had ever seen before. Yeah, well, me and Ryan visited one of the corner stores in the area of the murder and bought this. That's identical to the knife used to kill a father. This is interesting. Well, I think it's safe to assume that if the weapon used to kill the father is in question, then the rest of the case might be as well. Yeah, I guess this means we should start discussing some other aspects of this case. Let's start with the old man downstairs. He said he heard the, bo- the boy scream, I'm gonna kill you. He heard the, bo- the body thump um, hitting the floor. He got up, went down the hallway, and 15 seconds after he heard the thump, he saw the boy running down the hallway. But he wasn't the only witness. There was a woman who said she saw the boy kill his father through the last two windows of a passing L train. Prosecution also used the fact that he couldn't remember what films he watched against him. Well, I don't know if I'd remember what movie I saw if my dad was just murdered. It probably would be irrelevant in my mind at that point. That's true, but the boy was also able to list the films and actors at a later date, and it was proven that those films were being shown the night of the murder. The boy has been sent to reform school for knife fighting in the past. Doesn't it make sense then that his father was killed by him using a knife? The stab wound was made by a switchblade, the same kind of knife that he would use. Yes, but the knife wound was made by someone stabbing downward. The boy was shorter than his father. If the boy held the knife overhand and swung overhead, he still would have been able to stab his father in the chest. It wouldn't have mattered that he's shorter. We've already discussed that the boy's experience with knives and switchblades. Doesn't this suggest that he wouldn't stab downward with a switchblade? 
It's not a natural movement, and he's not an amateur. Perhaps he did this because he hadn't planned the murder beforehand. Maybe. But then again, he had the consciousness to remove his prints from the weapon. That is true. Whoever killed him did think to do that. So which is it? Was he smart enough to wipe off the prints, or was he dumb enough to forget how to use a knife? I found the thought of him being both at the same time extremely improbable. The boy forgetting how to use a knife would be like me or you forgetting how to use a keyboard. That's true. There's also something else that's been bothering me. How did the woman across the outrack see the murder without her glasses on? After all, the prescriptions she wore during the trial were very thick and no one sleeps with glasses on. You're right about that. My mom has had terrible eyesight all her life and hates having to wear heavy prescription glasses instead of contacts. There's no way that that woman had her glasses on in bed. She could be farsighted. That would, that would make it easy for her to see it. Even if she was farsighted, someone with good eyes would still have trouble seeing across the street through a window of a train at night. That does introduce some more doubt. Next, there is the matter of the old man's testimony. According to him, he was sleeping when, when he heard the boy yell, I'm going to kill you. Then he heard the body hit the ground. He got out of bed and went down the hallway just in time to see the boy leaving, 15 seconds after he had heard the body fall. This man is very old. Do you really think he could, he could get to the door that fast? I highly doubt it. He walked with a limp and two canes. He even had to be helped up into the witness stand. I agree. That hallway was long and he was very slow with his limping canes. Also, it was very dim in there, even with the lights on. Is it possible that he actually saw someone else? Maybe. I certainly think it is. There's one more thing I'd like to add, just in case anyone thinks any of our other speculations are a little far-fetched. Ryan, the old man testified that he clearly heard the boy shout, I'm gonna kill you, right before claiming to have also heard the body hit the floor, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Alright, good. And Olivia, the woman across the L-tracks claimed to have clearly seen the boy stab his father through the passing train, correct? Yes, and that's assuming that she, for some reason, was wearing her glasses in bed. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. So if the woman supposedly saw the boy stab his father through the windows of a passing train, that means that, that means that the old man must have heard the boy yell, I'm gonna kill you, right as the train roared past his window. Our trains are excruciatingly loud. I don't think it's possible for the man to have heard the boy yell, or the body hitting the floor, with the train passing at the exact moment it happened. If he did hear the boy yell, then it, means, then it must mean that the woman across the tracks didn't see the boy stab his father through the window. One of them has to be lying. That's a very good point. It isn't direct evidence proving the boy's innocence, but it does have, but it does prove that at least one of the witnesses is lying. If witnesses are lying, then that presents doubt in the case. The prosecution's case has many holes in it. Wouldn't you say it is, when, it is within reasonable doubt? Yes. Given all the cracks in the case, there is enough to say that there is a chance he did not kill his father. But what if he did kill his father? What if I'm saying that he's innocent and murder will be acquitted and set loose? I'm in no way saying I believe the boy to be guilty, but the thought of letting a murderer run free is worth considering. Well, it's generally accepted that setting a guilty man free is better than locking up an innocent man. Hence the phrase, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, the only trouble is that they have the knife that you- that- that- is that they do have the knife used to kill the father, which is physical proof, and they also have multiple witnesses. Everything we have brought up is technically just speculation. Perhaps, but it's not like we're pulling these ideas out of nowhere. It all makes sense. Personally, if I was in a jury, I'd say there's enough reasonable doubt to acquit the boy. I'd agree with that. 
Neither case is any real proof to it. Since he is innocent until proven gu guilty, I'd also vote innocent if I was on the jury. Olivia? Me too. After looking at the percentage of evidence more carefully, I find it highly unlikely that the boy killed his father. Alright, well, it seems we're all in agreement about the boy's innocence. However, how do you think the public would react to a supposed murderer being separated the streets of New York? That's an interesting question. Not everyone has read as deeply into this case as we have. The public only has access to the prosecutor's case, which is, which is pretty damning. Next episode, find out some common citizens' opinions about the boy being acquitted, and if their opinions change after looking at the case similarly to how we have. Until then, we are Crime Chat, and thank you for listening.